All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to John Solomon's Best of 2021. This week, we'll be reminiscing together with a few of the most popular interviews of the year, and once again highlighting some of the amazing heroes who are trying to make a difference in the world. Today, we're flashing back to earlier this year to honor a couple of heroes that are helping Americans who are cooped up in the pandemic and strapped with supply chain problems. Two partners of Just the News sat down with John and explained how their generational families have solved pandemic problems by sending affordable quality dinners right to your doorstep. First up, John's interview with Erin Kallenberg of Wild Alaska Seafood. This podcast originally aired June 25th. Then John speaks with Todd Simon about his family-run company, Omaha Steaks. This one originally aired October 30th. So flash back with us. This is John Solomon's Best of 2021, coming up right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest with a great story of entrepreneurship, family business. This is one of those stories that inspire you uh, when you're an American. And joining me right now is Aaron Kallenberg from the great company, Wild Alaskan Company. You've heard me talk about them lots. They're one of our great partners on this show. But beyond their their product and the opportunities they give us as, as listeners and readers, they have a fantastic family business story. And I just, sometimes I love when I fall in love with a, a business story just to share it with you all. And so Aaron, I want to welcome you to the show. Happy day. Happy to be here. It is indeed for us too. We're so fortunate. So I love your story because you start in big tech and you end up in this amazing sustainable fish uh, business that, that uh, our, our audience loves. Just tell me a little bit about your family history and your own career as, a, as you made that transition. Yeah, no problem. You know, the Wild Alaskan Company is a monthly seafood membership service. And the story of how we got to a place where we essentially can ship a curated box of wild caught sustainable seafood to members all across the country once a month or as often as folks would like to receive it. It's a story that I call it a three-generation overnight success. And it really starts with my grandfather, Robert C. Kallenberg, who was born in Manhattan, of all places. And when he was 23 years old, in the year 1926, said, I'm moving to Alaska, <laughs> basically from New York City. So he went up to Alaska in the 20s, and he fell in love with fishing. So he started fishing on a wooden sailboat, you know, and this is back in the 20s. Sure. Really hard, long work. And at that time, Alaska wasn't even a state. It was a territory of the U.S. government. It wasn't a state. And he was also an academic. So he looked at the fisheries 
and the sustainability aspects super early in sort of the evolution of Alaska's fisheries. And what he decided to do was actually go back to the East Coast of Cornell University, and he wrote a master's thesis on the conservation of Alaskan salmon, specifically focused on the fishery that he was fishing in. And he brought that thesis back up to Alaska as sort of a curriculum. In the winters, he was actually teaching school in Alaska in a rural community, and he wanted a curriculum to teach conservation of the fisheries. And then from there, Alaska became a state. And when it became a state, they put into their constitution a constitutional mandate for sustainable management of the fisheries. And this is something that's really unique about Alaska. Prior to statehood, that happened actually in 1959, my grandfather was still fishing, but also served as the chairman of the Territorial Board of Fisheries. So he sort of was a fisherman out on the water, but also this academic and working, you know, in in the governance side to move the sustainability mandates along with many other people in the state. So my father was born in 1949, actually 10 years before Alaska became a state and before that mandate was put. So he right. grew up fishing with my grandfather and I grew up fishing with my father. So the three generations of commercial fishermen, but the family conversations around the dinner table and in the galley of the boat were always focused on how do we as the state maintain this beautiful resource, make it sustainable? Because really, if you take care of the fish, they will take care of you. If you overfish the fish, then there's no more fish for anyone to eat. So that was the world that I was brought up in. I was also the nerdy kid that took his laptop <laughs> out. To, right. Out to, yeah, out to sea. You know, you know, so I loved computers. Um, I grew up in a commercial fishing family. So, you know, my dad's like, all right son, it's time to go fishing. You know, you reach a certain age and I, can I bring my computer? And I actually was able to rig up an internet connection in Bristol Bay, Alaska, which is adjacent to the Bering Sea in the mid nineties. When I was a teenager, I actually had an internet connection. It was super slow, required a lot of equipment to make it work. Uh, and mind you, it's still difficult to get internet out there. I bet it today. is. Yeah. And I pursued a career for essentially two decades out of high school and out of college in the tech industry. And I actually moved to New York City back to where my grandfather was born. I was living in Brooklyn. And long story short, my sister and my father came to, to visit me. And I, you know, I, I wanted to take them out to a fancy seafood restaurant in Manhattan. And so I found the most expensive one that I could afford at the time. And uh, we sit down you know, and I told my dad and my sister, everything's on me, you know, that you guys are here to visit. And um, my dad looks at the menu and he says, well, I have to have the fresh Copper River King salmon. And <laughs> of I course. Said, yeah. You know, and, and, and he said, I don't have any idea how they got it two months ahead of the first opener. Basically, here we are in what's supposed to be the creme de la creme of New York City seafood. And it's just absolutely fake fish. You know, it, it's not what it's purporting to be. Yeah. And, you know, we'd already ordered appetizers. And, you know, in addition to my you know, my dad poking fun at me a little bit, you know, I had to fork over the money for the bill. And really, I started to discover that, as we now know, in major metropolitan areas, up to 40% of wild, quote unquote, wild seafood is actually fraudulently mislabeled. Some of it's intentional. You know, some of it people just don't know any better. And I started to really dig into it. And, and I realized that Alaska... It's America's backyard, and it produces enough sustainably managed wild fish. So this is fully sustainable, wild, 
healthy seafood to feed the entire country. Yet what are Americans eating? They're eating imported fish from sources that are not necessarily sustainable, sources that might have questionable labor practices, less healthy for you. And where's most of Alaska's fish going? It's going overseas. So Alaska is exporting a majority of its fish where Americans are importing a majority of the fish that they consume. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, right. Um, Counterintuitive. And it was, so I started to think, how could we shift this? How could we build a direct-to-consumer model using what I know about the tech industry, e-commerce, online advertising? And it was still a few years before I gained the courage to start the Wild Alaskan Company. Finally, I turned to my wife, you know, and I was working in the tech industry in New York City, nice, stable job. And I said, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to sell seafood on the internet. And she kind of cocked her head sideways and looked at me and said, okay, <laughs> you know, and yeah. so we were off, you know, in the early days, we had one fulfillment center, you know, in the middle of the country. So we brought the fish down via freight, it was processed, we caught in Alaska, brought down what we say the lower 48 and Wild Alaskan has since grown to eight fulfillment centers, seven frozen fulfillment centers, one dry goods facility. So what we're doing is we're bringing this healthy, sustainable Alaskan seafood from America's own backyard directly to the major metropolitan areas around the country, right? So that we can ship it to your doorstep within one or two days on dry ice. You receive it. It's all frozen at the peak of freshness, individually portioned, comes in a box, great for a family of four, or we have, you know, a smaller pack that works great for couples. Pull it out of the box, put it in your freezer, and then you pull out these individually portioned, easy meal prep pieces thaw them out and you've got a great healthy seafood dinner anywhere that you live in the country now that's amazing what a what a great idea and you know what's what i'd so interesting to me there are lots of places where people have a business have a relationship but you've turned this into a club it's a family you're getting recipes you're getting advice you're you're getting a week a monthly surprise which i love um talk about how you went about creating not just a business but an entire community yeah i mean you know the community aspect is so important and that's a really important point. Nobody is a customer at Wild Alaskan. They're all yeah. members. And the membership comes with that connection, not only to the Kallenberg family. Uh, my wife actually sends a weekly newsletter to all of our members, and she calls it her love letter to the members. And my God, we get responses back every week. We love talking to members, but we also have a great recipe curation program. We have a really active blog. We have a phenomenal staff that goes through what we call fish school, which is a multi-week training program that teaches them about the history of Alaska seafood, harvest methods, sustainability, and cooking techniques. How cool is so that? that? Via our 1-800 number, our um, live chat on our website or mobile device and email, you can reach out and we really are your personal fishmonger. You know, that, right. that's the idea is America no longer really has that corner fish market. You know, that was all nope. replaced with the industrial food system. You know, what happened was you used to have the local catch, you know, you knew your fishmonger. And then with the industrialization of the seafood industry, essentially we started importing all of our fish from a majority of it, 90 plus percent of it from foreign countries. Yeah. And we lost that relationship to the personal fishmonger. We lost that connection to the sea. And it, it became imported fish at a fish counter in the back of a big box store. Yeah, right? exactly. So we're, we're reintroducing the idea of the personal fishmonger. You know, we don't sell anything other than 
wild caught sustainable seafood. And we do that with that high touch point. We want to teach you how to cook it. You know, we want to teach you how to thought. We want to give you new recipes. And we want you to see our lifestyle. We want you to hear from the family, you know, get the pictures of me and my wife and my son out on the beach in Alaska, et cetera. And it really is, I joke that we're kind of like a, your local radio station, except for fish, you know, or yeah. like your favorite radio show, but the seafood version of that, right? Because it it's, is so much more than just a product. I think uh, that's, that's really the thing that struck me about it as I've become a member and joined it. It's just, there is a a sense of community and a sense of purpose. And it isn't just a transaction, you know, buying something. And, you know, I remember the days when you could go out to the wharf in San Francisco and buy the fresh food. And, and, um, it's just, you know, it's, it, it has a romanticism of going back to there, but it's also modern and easy. I hate, I hate going to the grocery store. I can't stand the grocery store. And it's just so nice to have the fish at your tour and you put it in your freezer and you're on your grill in the afternoon. And, uh, you've created something that has like all the coolness and hipness of Amazon, but that romanticism of that moment when you knew the guy at the wharf who was cutting your fresh fish for you. And um, it really is a remarkable experience. I'll say that it's, it's really something. Um, well, thank you very much. Yeah, you- and, and just a note, you know, when you talk about uh, the purpose and this is something a lot of people don't know, but wild Alaskan is actually a public benefit corporation. And we made the, uh, conscious decision to convert the corporation to a public benefit corporation and with our explicit mission of accelerating humanity's transition to sustainable food systems. So we've written this into our charter, similar to the way that Alaska, yeah, exactly. Similar to the ways that Alaska wrote sustainability into its constitution, we wrote our public benefit purpose into our corporate charter. And this, this is a lot more than you know, then there's this surface level. I mean, our team lives and breathes this. Our family lives and breathes this is our entire life and our livelihood. And we were so sure. happy and grateful to be able to share it with the country. Yeah. It's uh, you, I can remember the days when the local hardware store owner was also, you know, the guy donating money through the Kiwanis club and things, and they were giving back to the community. And you've, you've recreated that in a 21st century way that I think is, is extraordinarily um, amazing. And, and I think people, as they learn it, they get more and more, fall more and more in love with the bigger mission that you, you've created. We've touched on this a little bit, but I want to go back to what makes Alaskan fishing industry really the gold standard of sustainability. There was a period of time where people didn't care about sustainability, except in Alaska, where it's always been that. But you, the, your industry there, your company particularly, uh, sustainability is really at the heart of the DNA of, of the Alaskan experience. How did that happen? Alaska, back in my grandfather's time, under federal management, when it was a territory, territory not right. a state, the fish populations were starting to decline. And that was part of what was alarming to my grandfather, part of the reason that he wrote his thesis. Again, he's a school teacher in the winter. He's a fisherman in the summer salmon season. And he said, we need to build a curriculum, wrote his master's thesis on that, again, served on that territorial board of fisheries. And that was all prior to statehood. A lot of people don't know this, but one of the major reasons that Alaska became a state was so that it could gain control of the fisheries directly. And that's why they wrote in the sustainability mandate to the the Constitution. Constitution. Yeah. And that came with subsequent enforcement um, agencies, Alaska Department of Fish and Game, Board of Fisheries, you know, being formalized, et cetera, um, along with a culture that really understood that, again, if we need to take care of the fish in order for the fish to take care of us, economically speaking, right? You can either spiral upwards with fisheries or downwards. You look at certain fisheries, they don't have strong funding, right? 
you don't tax the fisheries and then reinvest the money into the enforcement of sustainability, there's less and less fish every year. What Alaska did was they set a very strong precedent. We're going to make this a constitutional mandate and we're going to reinvest in the enforcement and the sustainable management of those fisheries. And so the fisheries started to rebound. And now we have what's considered the global gold standard for sustainable fisheries management. The proof is in the pudding with the numbers and the economic value that is generated for the state. It's the second largest industry after the oil industry in Alaska. Over 5 billion pounds of sustainably harvested seafood come out of Alaska's ocean every year. And that's sustainable. I really want to emphasize that those fish stocks are renewable. They're not taking more than they can reproduce, right? Yeah. And this isn't a greenwash term. This is a legal definition in the Constitution with very strong enforcement in Alaska. And it proves that you can have a relationship with Mother Nature if you act responsibly. And frankly, a lot of other fisheries around the world don't do this. And they're paying the consequences. You can look at fishery. Uh, fishery. So it's important as consumers, if you are going to eat seafood, you want it to be healthy. You want it to be sustainable. You want to encourage this upward spiral, not this downward spiral. And look for fisheries such as Alaska's fisheries that really do encourage that. I don't know of another state or country that has actually enshrined these principles at such a legal level. Okay? And not, it's very easy to say this is sustainable. You know, build a consumer group, you know, put a rubber stamp on a piece of fish and say this is sustainable. It's a lot harder to do what Alaska has done because the proof, again, is in the pudding. You can pull up the numbers. They speak for themselves. You can look at the graphs. After statehood, you saw those fish stocks um, rebound, and they've been able to sustain in a way that, again, feeding a large swath of the world. And, you know, the shame is, why aren't Americans eating this fish? You know, they don't know any better, and right. we're trying to change that. Yeah, well, you're, you're doing a great part to get that narrative to people, and so they understand uh, the, the, the bigger mission as well as the great product and the great community you've created. Uh, some of the fishing industries now romanticized on television. We have these shows of greatest catch, things like that. But what do you think is one of the most common misconceptions about the industry at large and even specifically what goes on in Alaska? You know, I've been in it for so long. You know, sometimes it's hard. Common misconceptions. Um, I think that probably that all fisheries are created equal. You know, right. that's a big one. And we just sort of touched on that. You can't talk about commercial fishing without talking about the species, the harvest method, and the location. Again, is it in Alaska? It's much different than another part of the world. I think another big conception is most people that commercial fish, um, in my experience, in Alaska in particular, and again, I don't speak on behalf of the rest of the world, but they are in it. They're in it as a multi-generative fishermen and women that run the boats. You know, They're often being passed down generation to generation. They're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because that is their life. That is where their heart is. And they care about the fish. They care about the sustainability up in Alaska. They don't know anything different. My dad, when I was growing up, he always used to say, if we really wanted to go make money, we'd be in real estate or the stock market. This is a (laughs) lifestyle. This is a lifestyle that literally people put their lives on the line to do because they love it and they care about the fish and they care about the relationship with the food system. And you find that kind of culture in Alaska in particular. And I think that Again, the romanticization of, you know, the hard work and all that that's there, but really the motivation, you can feel it when you're up here, you know, interacting with the community. I was blessed. I had an uncle that in the 70s just moved out of the rat race of New York City and just plunked himself into Alaska, started a little community himself, a sawmill. And and, uh, there is a 
ethos in Alaska, unlike anything else in the world, and the connection between nature and and land and and people is so strong. And you 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 can see it in a movie, you can read it in a book, but when you get unseen in Alaska, it becomes so real. And all of a sudden you understand, you have to experience it to fully understand it. And um, I think you guys have that, you know, right at the core of your DNA of your company, which is amazing. I always like to ask this question, which is, you know, because all of us, at some point in our mind, uh, I think we're going to be an entrepreneur. We could have been an entrepreneur. We might be one in the future. What is your favorite lesson learned? You know, what was the biggest lesson you learned? Uh, biggest challenge maybe when you were there and also your, your, your most unexpected success, you know? So what was your hardest thing? What was your surprise success as you, as you were going about being an entrepreneur with this great company? That's a great question. You know, I was terrified to start the Waddle Asking Company. And from my perspective, making great money, married, trying to have a family right. at the time, my wife and I, our son was not yet born. No real reason to risk it all. We really did spend all of our savings to get this company going. And for me, it was the fear of not doing it finally superseded the fear of regret at the end of my life. Could I have done this? Could I put a dent in the universe in the industry that I really care about, that I grew up in? That fear of dying with that regret finally superseded that massive fear of failure. You turn to your wife and you say, I'm going to sell frozen fish on the internet, frozen people right. on the internet. Yes. That doesn't sound like. <laughs> you know, yeah. at face value. Sounds kind of scary, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's terrifying when you compare it. The thing that was most surprising to me was that you hear all these stories of success retrospectively, and people sort of sound like it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, there were several times in the history of Wild Alaska, you know, figuring out that fulfillment, the cold chain, figuring out the warehousing solution right. where we could safely deliver the fish at scale to the entire country where. It was not a foregone conclusion. Now it feels like magic. This beautiful box of sustainable frozen seafood shows up on your doorstep, yep. you know, once once a month. But th- there was a lot of times where I, I was questioning, did I make the right decision here? And I just kept going back to this idea of trusting the fish. I would literally wake up in the morning and I would pull out a piece of beautiful red sockeye salmon from Bristol Bay, Alaska, and I would eat it for breakfast because fish is not just for dinner. No, that's right. You know? It's a three meal <laughs> a day I, opportunity. <laughs> and it was brain food. And I would say, okay, how am I going to figure out how to put this in a box and get it onto the doorstep? And there were many trials and tribulations along the way there. And I think entrepreneurship always hindsight 2020, and we have a selective bias. We see the successes, we don't see the failures, but it really is quite terrifying. And anybody that I think says that it isn't, you know, um, is probably not being totally honest. The other side of your question, and it's not, shouldn't be such a surprise, but just the immense amount of gratitude I have for the Wild Alaskan Company team members, you know, the, the people that joined us along this journey that really believe in the mission that are also now trusting the fish. And then the members are themselves, the, the people that yeah, you know, sure. write back to my wife every week, hundreds of people responding to her. When our son was born, we had not one, but two baby blankets sent to us. I mean, <laughs> that kind of love and outpouring and people that are really resonating with what we're doing. I shouldn't say that it was unexpected, but just the volume of the relationships that we formed over the years with our members, the gratitude that I have for it is just unmeasurable. Yeah, I can believe it. No, you can see it. And like I said, anyone who's been an entrepreneur, that it's a scary thing, but at some point, the satisfaction of knowing that you you got something to sustainability as a company uh, is such a rewarding feeling. And uh you guys have done that on uh, several times over now. It's really amazing. 
I like uh, every so often to pivot towards health because obviously we're all busy. We're all under stress. Some of us eat bad food sometimes because we're working late. But fish is really an important part of a healthy diet. I grew up on Long Island Sound, so I'm on the East Coast fisheries at the time. But, you know, fish was almost a daily part of our diet. How important and what would you tell consumers about the importance of adding seafood to your diet? What what are the upsides to it? Well, I can tell you. I think the most important thing is to say what I do, you know, not, you know, I'm not a doctor, right? Um, right. you know, I'm not a nutritionist, but I can tell you what I do. I'm a pescatarian. I've been a pescatarian for about seven or eight years. So I don't actually eat land-based animal proteins other than dairy, uh-huh. but I do eat fish and I eat sustainable seafood from Alaska. I would rather smoke three packs of cigarettes a day than eat a farmed Salmon. Farm salmon is actually illegal in the state of Alaska right. because of the ecological implications. So, again, all seafood is not created equal. You really have to trust your source. But again, the proof is in the pudding. If you do what I do, not what I say, what I personally do and what I feed my family, including my son, is sustainably sourced wild Alaskan seafood. My favorite is the sockeye salmon. It's yeah, that's my favorite too. That's definitely mine. <laughs> and and that's what I feed my kid. That's what I feed my family. You know, in addition to all, all the other species that we offer from Alaska, but that is definitely my favorite. I mean, the health benefits of seafood, a quick Google search will, will show you yeah. that's a really strong argument. Americans are under-indexed in seafood consumption globally. You look at some of the healthiest cultures of around the world and you look at their relationship to the sea and you look at what America is doing, you know, not just the quantity of fish that we're eating in relation as a country in relationship to other protein sources, but the, the actual sources themselves. And so for me, again, I'm going to tell you what I do yeah. um, rather than give advice. And what I do is I eat, I literally eat our own product. We have it multiple times a week and oh, that is that sustainably sourced seafood from, from Alaska. All right. So I, I'm, I, I love recipes and I, I don't get to cook as often. Usually my wife bans me from the kitchen, but she's been gone for a couple of weeks uh, visiting her dad. And so I, uh, I tried an old recipe that my Irish aunt had or orange marmalade glaze on a sockeye salmon. It was killer. I loved it. I did it Sunday. You must have among all the recipes you guys uh, share with your members. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite recipe? This is funny. And I do, again, coming from someone that grew up on a commercial fishing boat where what are we having for dinner, yep. lunch and breakfast? Well, it's <laughs> we got to be fish. Full of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, a lot of people think that seafood is this fancy luxury protein that we have when we're trying to all eat healthy. And that might be true. Yeah. You know, if you're on a diet, you want to order the fish at the restaurant. But, you know, seafood is great for different meals. And also, it doesn't have to be super exclusive or special, especially if you're eating every day. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit it. Like, my favorite thing to do on the boat, you catch a sockeye salmon, lay it up right there. Wow. Roll it up and have a, have a, uh, have a, a fish sandwich. Yeah, sure. You know, it, it, that's what we would always do on the boat. You got your burger buns tomatoes, nothing special, but it's just so delicious to substitute for what would normally be a different animal protein. And that's just what super quick. I, I always joke, I'm not a great cook. My wife is a phenomenal yeah, um, cook. Same here. I can't really cook anything except for seafood. And I can tell people, a lot of people, a lot of our members, the issue they have is they think they can't cook fish. I can tell you somebody that's not a great cook. Fish is the easiest thing in the world to cook. It really fast. is. The thing with wild salmon in particular the one trick I'll tell everybody, if you're used to eating farm salmon, it's a lot fattier because those fish aren't 
allowed to swim. Right. So they're kept in pens all day, so they get fat. A wild salmon is leaner. It's very robust. It has less fat, so it cooks faster. So people that order our box for the first time get the salmon. Oh, I didn't like it. It was too dry. Well, how long did you cook it for? Yeah, that's oh, the key. The normal amount that I cook salmon. Well, if you're not used to cooking wild salmon, you do not have to cook it for as long as you would cook a farm salmon. And most consumers have really no experience with cooking wild fish. And once you do, and once you nail it, which is not hard at all, you'll be blown away by the taste and the flavor. And again, super simple, put it on a fish sandwich and you're good to go. Yeah, it's really true. And you, I'll tell you what, I, I've been eating fish for my whole life. And like I said, grew up in a place where we go fishing every weekend. The difference between wild caught fish and in store-bought um, farmed fish is day and night in terms of the flavor and the texture. It's just, uh, it, it is a remarkable difference. All right, I got one last question I wanted to ask you because I've, I've seen this on the packages and on, on the thing. And I'm, I'm just curious, when you came up with the model fed by family, where, what's that, what, where did that come from? The truth, yeah. uh, as I said, I called it a three-generation overnight success. I mean, I'm standing on the shoulders of my grandfather, may he rest in peace, and right. you know my father, who's in his 70s now, they laid the groundwork, so to speak, for this. They taught me out on the water, everything that I know, I've lived and breathed it. It really is three-generation overnight success. And now with my wife and my son, my son is not quite two years old, so this uh-huh. year is going to be his first year out on my father's boat, not oh. you know to, to do a full season or fishing, just taking him out, getting him used to being on the water doing some family trips and stuff. But I'm very much looking forward to passing this torch down to him as he continues to grow up. And that's family. We're bringing Alaska to your family around the country, your dinner table around the country. And it's from our family to yours. Yeah, it really is remarkable. Well, listen, your family story is the quintessential American family, entrepreneurial, concerned about sustainability and just the goodness in your community. Uh, You've created something that's very special. And you also created something else special for us, which I'm really grateful. You guys have done a special offer where for us here at Just the News and John Solomon Reports. I just want to remind everybody real quickly, you, if you want to sign up and get involved, which you should absolutely do this, uh, you're going to get $15 off your first box of wild-caught seafood when you go to waddleoskincompany.com uh, slash Just News. I'm going to give that one more time because it's a great deal. 15 bucks off your first membership opportunity. It's wildalaskancompany.com slash just news. Go do it. It'll be here by the weekend. You'll be happy. Aaron, I can't thank you enough. First for the partnership and all that we're doing together, but also for uh, inspiring us all with your your family story and for creating such a great, not just, a, you didn't create just a great product. You created a great experience and a great community. And, and for that, we're really grateful. Thank you so much. Just overwhelmed with gratitude. Yeah. Listen, it's a, it's a great story. And, um, and, you know, we so many times we go, we do something and we don't really know the people behind it. And you really gave us a great peek inside your family and inside your company and also uh, in, inside your great philosophy of sustainability, which we all should, should embrace greatly. And so, um, I'm really grateful for the time and let's stay in touch, get you back on the show. I might need some uh, new recipes by the end of the summer. <laughs> Absolutely. And my wife is the one you really want to talk to there. All right. Uh, Next time we're going to bring her on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, Aaron. Thanks again. And uh, best of luck. Have a great summer. You too. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've got more remarkable guests just ahead. 
Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to John Solomon's Best of 2021. Now John speaks with Todd Simon, owner of the Omaha State Company. This show originally aired October 30th. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, I'm very excited about our next guest. Todd Simon is a fifth generation. Think about that. Fifth generation family owner of the great company, Omaha Steaks, one of my favorites. You know me and my grilling. And the company's chief steak evangelist. I want to get that title someday. That's a good title. He joined Omaha Steaks more than 30 years ago after graduating from the University of Pennsylvania. And Omaha Steaks and the Simon family have a strong commitment to community leadership and philanthropy. Please welcome me and joining Todd to the show. Todd, great to have you on. Great to be with you today. It is so much fun. I am a big fan of Omaha Steaks. Uh, there are famous Twitter photos of me out there flipping steaks. Uh, you have an amazing product, but there's so much more to your company. And I know you do so much in the philanthropy space and the community leadership space. Tell us a little bit about how Omaha Steaks supports our military. Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, we have been for many years supporting the military through a number of efforts. I mean, first of all, you know, serving others and bringing people together is really the core of who we are. Our mission is we deliver exceptional experiences that bring people together. And, you know, we have done, I mean, there's some stuff I've got, I've got a listing in front of me, which I'll read to you, but I'll just tell you a couple anecdotes, which is that, you know, we live in Omaha, and the Strategic Air Command facility is just, you know, a stone's throw away in Bellevue, Nebraska, which is kind of a suburb of Omaha. And so we've, over the years, have a lot of relationships that we've built, you know, with the commanding officers and, and the uh, leadership of the Strategic Air Command. And so I've had, like, really weird phone calls, like, like a friend of mine will call me up and say, you know, my husband has a mission. We can't tell you about it because it's secret, but we want to send 
you know, 75 stakes out to the middle of uh, Afghanistan for a Father's <laughs> Day celebration. There's um, an unusual you know, order. <laughs> right. And they're like, you know, we can't tell you where they are, where they're going or anything, but we promise we'll, we'll take a picture and send it back to you. you know? oh, but, how um, cool is that? So that's happened, you know, a number of times, just, just those kind of informal things. Yeah. But there's also a lot of formal things we do. You know, we have... Um, a long history of supporting the military and their families. And that's been, you know, it's gone back to the beginning. My uncle, Alan, who's the fourth generation of the business, actually served in the Navy and after he got out of college. So I think he might be the only member of the fourth or fifth generation that served in the military, but he was very proud of that. And he brought a lot of his military expertise to running the business. He learned a lot in the Navy about leadership and about how to get stuff done and how to execute on a plan. And I think that was really helpful. So all year long, we offer military personnel, veterans, and their families a 10% discount. Yeah, this is really cool. And yeah, and while many other retailers offer sales on Veterans Day, honor active duty military and veterans all year round. And retirees, veterans, spouses, and dependents are all eligible for that 10% discount site-wide when they use that Troop ID system at checkout. And that discount's also valid at our retail stores. If you go to omahasteaks.com, we've got about 50 retail stores around the country. So for people who are looking to have a great family celebration, people in the military or retired, you can also go to any of our stores. You'll find those online. And we're also proud to support a number of military organizations that give back to deserving active-duty military veterans and their families who sacrificed so much for the country. So we've supported organizations via in-kind support, product donations, cash donations to like the First Responders Foundation, the Navy SEALs Family Foundation, Operation Homefront, uh, the Wounded Warrior Family Support Project, uh, Paralyzed Vets of America, Soldier Six. And I don't know if you remember, but uh, you probably do remember that there was a government shutdown in the beginning of 2017. I sure do. And most active military were covered. You know, they didn't have to furlough because because they're considered essential. But the Coast Guard, which is not technically part of the Department of Defense, but rather, I think, the Department of the Interior, Homeland, I can't remember. Right. They basically had to continue working and weren't getting paid. And so we made a donation of 8,000 meals through the Coast Guard Chief Petty Officers Association and Enlisted Association, and those meals were delivered to 17 different Coast Guard bases around the country. So we had these meals on hand. We saw a piece on CBS News about what was happening with the Coast Guard, and my cousin, who was the CEO at the time, said, we got to do something to help these guys out So and their families. So we did. That is amazing. So, you know, those are just a few of the kinds of things. And we've also have, have had a strong, you know, even though it's not military, you know, first responders in general have been the focal point of a lot of our support. In addition to the military-focused organizations I mentioned, we've also supported first responders in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, in Valley, Nebraska, which is a nearby suburb where we have a manufacturing facility near there. And so we try to be there for our first responders and for our active military and vets. Uh, that is such an amazing thing. You think how 104 years inside not only the American community, but your own community and the connectivity that so many people have to the product, to the great food that you guys have made available for so long. And uh, to hear that gift keep being given down and all the things that you step in and do is, as we head into Veterans Day, incredibly excited to me. Now, I have an idea. I want to ask uh, Todd a few more questions. But before I do that, I have an idea. I have a favorite package. 
Uh, this is my grill out package. Judy calls it, my wife calls it the Solomon package. It's called the <laughs> Deluxe Grill Out Assortment because this gets me excited when it arrives at the door. You get four bacon wrap fillets, four boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four pure ground fillet mignon burgers, which by the way, I could do all by myself. Four three ounce packages of gourmet jumbo franks, all beef meatballs. That's a really good one. Individual scalloped potatoes, caramel apple tartlets, and a jar of the signature season. And here's what I'm going to do. I want to start a trend. Let's get all our listeners to do this. I'm buying one and I'm going to give it to one of my favorite hero veterans, a guy that on 9-11 ran into the Pentagon through smoke and fire, getting sustaining burns himself and grabbed dozens of people to safety, got them to safety as the burning building was filling with smoke. I'm sending him this for Veterans Day. This is going to be his special gift for me. I honor him. He's such a remarkable guy. Go find a veteran today that you love and buy one of these packages and send it to them and surprise them on Veterans Day. You got time. There's plenty of time to do this. I think that would be a fun thing. Who's going to match me? That's what I'm going to say every day on the show until Veterans Day. I'm going to remind you of this challenge. Let's go and do that and brighten a veteran's life and also support this incredible, incredible company. Todd, I got to ask you a question. What is the secret sauce of the Omaha Steak brand of the family? You guys have been going for so long. You get stronger every year, and it's such an iconic brand. What is the secret to the success? Well, you know, I like to say that Omaha Steaks is an overnight success that took 104 years. (laughs) And I think that there's a a number of, of reasons. I think the two probably biggest ones are we're a family business. We've been a family business. We treat our team like family and we treat our customers like family. And I think that there is some statistics out there that say that family owned businesses typically compound you know, their value both into their families, but also to their customers at a higher rate than other companies that are more, you know, more dispersed management. So, you know, the family thing, I think is a big deal. And the thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is, you know, because our name is on the chimney, we have a total and complete commitment to quality. And that's not only in the amazing steaks that we cut. It's about creating a great work environment. It's about making sure that the packaging is perfect. It's about making sure that the customer ordering experience is great. It's about backing things up with our 100% satisfaction guarantee. And, you know, all of that sort of wrapped together, you know, makes us a brand that hopefully people are finding it harder and harder to resist. Yeah. I will say that, you know, we've been so honored to be such a part of people's meals and celebrations prior to the pandemic. And then during the pandemic to be there for so many American families as they rearranged how they were thinking about eating and going out and everything that was going on in their lives, you know, that we were able to provide comfort and support and consistency and joy, I think, because it's one thing to be stuck at home. Another thing, you'd be stuck at home with lousy food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That just makes it all the more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah. so like, like for me and my family, you know, I use this as an opportunity to, well, I started to post like more Instagram pictures and stuff of the things I was cooking. But also um, I use it as an opportunity to cook with my family and to teach my son who's 11 years old how to use the grill and, uh, you know, to do more with my 14-year-old daughter and just do stuff around cooking, around getting the 
table together, you know, and having it be more of a collective process. So that was really a nice experience for us trying to make the best of, you know, what was obviously a really tough situation for everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I have a funny story just anecdotally in my neighborhood. So I've been getting almost sick for a long time and the neighbors are kind of familiar. Well, during the pandemic, there was a, a week or two around our neighborhood in, in Northern Virginia where the stores were really low on meat. You could not get things. You'd go to the butcher's counter and, you know, people were waiting to find the, the first package that came out for the butcher. You'd grab it. And, you know, these are like the food lines of big stores. They just had a, a supply chain crisis. So I had some Omaha steaks back at home. My neighbor, his wife is sick. She wasn't feeling well and he didn't have time to go to the store. So I pulled out a couple of Omaha steaks from the freezer and I brought them over to him. He was so grateful. Now, every time a box arrives on my front door, he's the first person to let me, hey, your Omaha steak's out front. He's like a total fan now because he's been watching. Yeah. He actually is a lookout <laughs> for me when my Omaha steaks are coming. But you've lit up our neighborhood. And you know we forget this, but we're used to the era of Amazon now. But in the 1950s, you were the original Amazon. You were like the first real home food delivery, right? There was no such thing as home food delivery in the 50s except for Omaha steaks, right? Right. We were definitely one of the pioneers in the industry. And one of the things that we do today is, you know, our business is to deliver the world's best beef, you know, to every corner of America. Beef isn't just any beef, right? It's hand selected. You know, most beef isn't good enough to be called Omaha Steaks. All of our beef is still hand selected and chosen by our beef experts and our butcher experts to get the amazing family tradition that our family brings to it. And then one of the things we do is we naturally age all of our beef for tenderness. And this is really what sets us apart. You know, you were talking about waiting in line at the grocery store. That meat at the grocery store was coming out as quickly as it possibly can. It didn't have any time to age. They want to get that in and out. But, you know, we bring the beef to our facility and, you know, we inspect it and then we age it for 28 days. And that gets the natural juices of the meat, tenderizing the meat, the enzymes moving through the meat and making it tender and more flavorful, like that classic steakhouse steak that, you know, a lot of people remember from, you know, when they used to go out to the steakhouse with their grandfather or something. And then after we hand cut it to perfection, we flash freeze it and vacuum seal it. And that basically puts that steak into a state of suspended animation so that you can have that freezer full of steaks. And that's the ultimate inconvenience, right? You can, if you're like, what am I going to have? It's funny. Yesterday, I said to myself in the middle of my workout, I said, gosh, I haven't had a steak in a few days. I really, really want a steak. (laughs) And and I, I texted my wife. I said, we're having steaks for dinner. And she said, well, we're supposed to go to someplace for macaroni and cheese. And I said, I am not eating that macaroni and cheese. I am going to sit politely, and then I'm going to come home and eat a steak, (laughs) (laughs) which is exactly what I did. But because we had several boxes of Omaha steaks in the freezer, I could just open it up. I could be like, what steak do I want? Do I want a filet mignon? Do I want a New York strip? Do I want a top sirloin? I picked the New York strips for me and my kids. And when we got home from the dinner number one, I went to cook dinner number two. And, you know, it was a big hit, of course. They are. They're, they're so amazing. The other night I got home late from work and I didn't feel like doing much. And so into the freezer I go, I grab one of the bacon wrap filet mignons. I, I am addicted to those. And you know, nine o'clock at night, it takes you 10 minutes. You heat up the grill, you're there, and you have a restaurant quality meal at one-tenth of the work and expense. It is an amazing thing. I want to talk about Thanksgiving because I know my family has been stressing out because there's all this talk about supply chain problems and you go to the store, things are thinning out a little bit. How can someone use OmahaSteaks.com and take care of their Thanksgiving worries and take all the stress out of this year's Thanksgiving? 
You know, that's a great question. And, you know, what we really want is and where we've been dedicated is to help people spend less time stressing about Thanksgiving and more time enjoying the holiday with the people they love with our help. And so many other retailers, you know, we're encouraging our customers to shop early for holiday meals and gifts, including Thanksgiving, particularly because we have three great turkey selections, including a 10-pound pre-brine turkey, which I'm going to be putting on my smoker for Thanksgiving this year. And the great thing about it is that if you've ever brined a turkey, it's I a pain. Have. It's a lot of, lot of fluid, a lot, yeah. lot of liquids. You've got to find a big space in your fridge to be able to keep it for several hours or even overnight. We can do all that work for you, and it is a great bird. I mean, it, it comes out so tender and moist. I cook it in my smoker for like 10 hours. So, wow. you know, that's, that's one way to do it. But so we talked about ordering early, but whatever your skill level is in the kitchen, we've got something for you. We really take the guesswork out. And if you go to our website, we have complete Thanksgiving choices. So we sell like a pre-cooked turkey breast with all the fixings. And then we sell this uncooked whole 10 pound turkey with all the fixings. So you can decide how big of a group you're having and decide how big of a bird you want. And you get everything you need for your Thanksgiving dinner. You can even order the wine from us if you want. How about that? Yeah. You have wine selections, right? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there at OmahSteaks.com. I've got friends who, like, they have their country club offers, you know, complete Thanksgiving dinners. And different places, you know, will offer to sell complete Thanksgiving dinners. But, you know, there's something different about cooking it yourself at home versus reheating something that you've gotten at takeout. You know, it it doesn't matter. It's never going to be hot enough, in my opinion, when you get it from takeout. And so the great thing about the Omaha Steaks offerings is that you're going to roast or reheat that turkey right there in your own oven. And then you're going to put it right on the table and it's going to be hot and warm and delicious. And you're not going to have to worry about rewarming things over and over again. Same thing with the side dishes. We've got things like garlic mashed potatoes and green beans and our delicious caramel apple tartlets, which I think you mentioned earlier. That's uh, my favorite. Yeah, that's my dessert. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we'll have a pumpkin pie offering. We've got an apple pie offering. So, you know, if you go to omahasteaks.com and you want to solve your Thanksgiving problem, you can do it in just a few clicks of the mouse and that can be on its way to you and just, you know, get the timing right. Order early, get it reserved. And, you know, it'll show up a couple days before Thanksgiving. You'll be ready to go. I love the idea. And, you know, one of the funny things a lot of people know, I think I saw this poll recently, seven in 10 Americans eat steak over one of the holidays, either Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's built into the family tradition. So it's a great, it's a really great opportunity. It's become part of the American family tradition to have steak during the holidays. So this is a great time to get ahead of that. Last year, you know, so we have a rule in our family. Our our families every year try to get something different as a gift. And so last year, for the first time, I sent both my father-in-law and my dad a big package of Omaha steaks. That was a big hit. And this year, they told me they would exempt me from the rule of not having a repeat gift so they could get that again. So I got them hooked. So I think you should do the same. You got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, folks. And for me, the most important one, let's focus on Veterans Day. I want to see how many people will come and match me. Go to omahsteaks.com. Go buy one of these steak packages and send it to a veteran that you respect. You'll feel better. They'll feel better because they're going to get some great food. This is just amazing. You are such an extraordinary company. I want to thank you because your sponsorship, your partnership with us helps us do the journalism that we do at Just the News. But you're so much more than that. You're such an integral part of the American community and the American experience now. And Todd, I just want to thank you first for the support here, but also for all you do to make America well-fed, happy, and 
able to give gifts like we're going to try to do for veterans this year. So thank you very much for me personally. Well, thank you. And really, we're humbled to participate in whatever way we can, whether it's helping veterans or whether it's putting food on people's tables for Thanksgiving or amazing gifts for the holidays. One thing I will say about those gifts, a lot of people like to get their Omaha Steaks gift early in the holiday season, not late. I mean, you could, you know, could get it there on the 23rd of right. December, but, but wouldn't you rather have it on the 5th or the 10th of December so you can work those Omaha Steaks and all the delicious entrees into your holiday meal planning? Because it's not just one meal. I mean, we've got family that starts to come visit, you know, the week before Thanksgiving. We gotta, we're serving dinner every night to a yeah. big group of people. So having those Omaha Steaks around early is actually doing a huge favor to the people that you're giving them those gifts to. It's because of you that I bought a second freezer in my house. I just want to let you know that I got one in my garage now. And that's where my Omaha steaks go. So uh, thank you. And you're right. Early in the year, early December is the right time because then you've got it all through the holiday season, which is good planning. Todd, again, thank you so much for what you and your company do, what you stand for, for America and, and for the great partnership and sponsorship that we have here that makes our news possible at Just the News. I, I really want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. I know you're hungry, so you're going to want to get to your grill right after we wrap up for the day. We'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back. You've been listening to John Solomon's Best of 2021 This whole week, we've been flashing back, honoring some of the heroes John has interviewed throughout the year. Tomorrow, we'll be featuring John's interview with former President Trump. Thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit 
is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.